You are listening to the Road to Madness podcast. It's always March. Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Mindong. I'm Matt Giglio. 45 days until March Madness begins. Yeah, February 1st. That means the next month will be March. And you know what's in March. Yeah, 28 days till March and uh, 45 days until March Madness actually begins. Uh, the Madness, it seems like it's just been brewing uh, especially this past weekend, a lot of crazy games happening. And with the SEC Big 12 Challenge, it just looked like a ton of March Madness games out there, honestly, if you ask me. But uh, all in all, very good weekend. And um, unfortunately, I did not do the poll on Twitter on Sunday. My apologies. But um, obviously, the episode on Saturday, the special one, definitely compensates for that. So my apologies. I got the one out for today. Uh, but yeah, should be a pretty good day and uh, just recovering a good weekend. Yeah, amazing games this past weekend. Um, we'll recap that soon. Let's just get started with one piece of breaking news. Butler's Bo Hodges has re- received the waiver and will be eligible to play for the remainder of the season. He was a transfer from East Tennessee State and had 11.6 rebounds in 27 minutes of action in his first game for Butler against Xavier. What are your thoughts on this waiver? Yeah, this is huge for Butler. Uh, this is definitely what they needed. Uh I wouldn't. I don't really know if they have a chance to make it to March. Uh, still, in my opinion, personally, but uh, having Bo Hodges now is finally just amazing. I mean, you see him. He's playing 27 minutes a game. I'm not sure if he started or not in this game, but still, his presence is already being well known at Butler already, and it's his first game uh, happening this past weekend. So, uh, it's pretty good stuff for Butler moving forward. And Bo Hodges will probably be the starting point guard now, in my opinion. I think. Uh, at least I think he should. I don't know if they're actually going to start him or not. But you see he's getting big-time minutes, and that's what Butler needed. So a uh, very good gift for them. This is what they really needed. And my, honestly, uh, my honest opinion, it's a very late waiver. Uh, I mean, the season's been two months in already. Why give Bo Hodges the waiver now, and why not give it two months ago? So uh, that's my only question of concern. But uh, I'm just happy he's finally playing, and I missed watching him play at ETSU. But obviously, he's with Butler now, and he's doing some pretty good things thus far. Yeah, definitely agree with you how late the waiver is. That is ridiculous how, how late the waiver came. But, yeah, good get from Butler. Obviously, like you said, the only chance of them making the, the March Madness tournament is for them to win their conference tournament. I think it's too little too late for them. Yeah, that's what I think as well. But we'll have to see what happens uh, as the season moves on, especially for the Big East. So, uh, yeah, the weekend recap's finally here. Obviously, a ton of very good games. First, we're going to start with, the obviously, the SEC Big 12 Challenge, probably one of the main topics of the weekend and we're getting to some other notable games and upsets and uh, all that good stuff and uh yeah i mean first and foremost we're gonna start actually with the undefeated watch and uh three teams now remain uh, alabama a&m lost to prairie view a&m and obviously winthrop lost to unc Asheville this weekend we're gonna tell you that we did we kind of spoiled it on saturday but we wanted to get that uh, out of the water drake still undefeated man they almost lost though against uh illinois state i believe that's who they played very close game this game went into overtime but drake did manage to get this win so now the final three undefeated teams remain drake baylor and obviously gonzaga any thoughts on uh these three undefeated teams thus far no um drake plays today obviously we'll be covering that game so stay tuned and for unc Asheville, big win I knew it was going to happen. One of the two games had to pick, had to pick, had to pick UNC Asheville both games because you know they lost the first game. So yeah, um, that's really it. Yeah, I mean you definitely called that one. So uh, kudos to you. So uh, now back to the main focus: the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. 
Uh, obviously, speaking of Baylor, number two Baylor, they continue to roll as uh, they beat Auburn in the first game of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Baylor finally gets it done, and they begin their Big 12 gauntlet. Very excited to watch Baylor play against some very good teams in the Big 12 uh, coming up for this week. And next up, number nine, Alabama. They actually lose a very close one to number 24, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma, keep in mind, they did not have Austin Reeves, who was their top scorer in uh, this game. So uh, is Oklahoma legit? I think they might be, but uh, we'll definitely have some thoughts after we cover all the other games. And uh, next up, number 10, Texas Tech. They beat LSU in dramatic fashion. What a crazy game this was. Texas Tech ends the game on a 12-0 run to steal a win here. LSU, we thought we both thought they had this one in the bag, but they just collapsed at the end. And some great uh, defense by Mac McClung at the end, and he got some big-time steals. And Terrence Shannon got a big-time layup to pretty much give Texas Tech the lead and eventually carry on with the win. Uh, next up, number 11, West Virginia. Uh, they actually got shocked uh, at home against Florida. And, yeah, this is a very good game as well. Colin Castleton, man, he's a problem for Florida this year. Obviously, the transfer coming from Michigan. Uh, he's been doing some very good stuff at Florida thus far, especially with guys going down for that Florida team. Next up, number 12, Missouri. They beat TCU in overtime. A very crazy game, but Jeremiah Tillman and Xavier Pinson, insane stat lines and games. We're going to talk about both those guys later and stars of the week. And number 18, Tennessee, your team. Uh, they destroyed number 15, Kansas, at home. I know you're very happy about this one. Eve Pons continues to anchor this team for Tennessee. And this is just a must-needed win, especially coming off a very close win against Mississippi State earlier this week. And next up, Texas A&M. They beat Kansas State in a pretty good game, surprisingly. We thought Texas A&M was going to blow out Kansas State, but Nigel Pack for Kansas State. Eight three-pointers made in this game. He was explosive for Kansas State. But uh, Texas A&M had a lot more firepower at the end. So they got that win there. Next up, Oklahoma State. They beat Arkansas. This was a very close game as well. Uh, Arkansas had Justin Smith coming back, but uh, Oklahoma State had Cade Cunningham coming back. And he's legit, man. He hit a big-time shot at the end of the game to pretty much give Oklahoma State the win. So very good stuff there for him. And finally, the last game of the challenge, uh, Mississippi State against Iowa State. Mississippi State blows them out by 40 points. This is probably the worst game of the bunch. But uh, the SEC does win this challenge. Uh, I believe Tennessee was the team that clinched it. But, uh, yeah, they win this challenge 5-4. to four. Uh, Any thoughts on uh, the SEC Big 12 challenge? Yeah, Baylor win, expected. Uh, Alabama, they just weren't hitting hitting enough threes. They had a lot of open looks. I knew we were both cheering on for them, but they just couldn't hit their open threes. Um, that Texas Tech game, that was unbelievable. That was, I think, one of the best games in all of college basketball this year so far. Um, same with the West Virginia game and the Missouri game. All those games are terrific. Tennessee, they look good out there. Uh, maybe Kansas was, was it's just not not that good anymore. And obviously, the, the infractions that the NCAA gave them, that, that hurt them a lot in their recruiting. So we'll see how, how Kansas bounced back. Texas A&M, they were, they were pretty good. But Kansas State, they were very competitive. Oklahoma State, like you said, Kate Cunningham, that – he changed that team a lot. Obviously, you saw the difference with and without him. And Mississippi State, very expected being Iowa State by 40. Obviously, Iowa State had, like, what, seven scholarship guys. So, and the top five scorers were out outside of Razier Bolton. So, that was, that was expected. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And uh, moving forward now, some more notable games to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, this was a crazy game on Friday. Number 19, Illinois. They actually upset our quote-unquote upset Number seven, Iowa. Now, and this game went down to the wire, obviously, as most Big Ten games do. Uh, we didn't really know who was going to win this game, but we Illinois was the favorite to win, so I guess they did win. Vegas might have did something there, but uh, Ayo Dusuma looked like a star in this game for Illinois. Had a fantastic game, and Kofi Coburn as well, per usual. Number one, Gonzaga. 
beat Pepperdine by 20. Uh, Andrew Nemhart's time to step up, and he does for Gonzaga. He was the leading scorer for this team in this game. I mean, it's pretty much it's pretty much interchangeable between their top what eight guys, I'd say. But uh, moving forward now, number three, Villanova. They beat Seton Hall in a pretty good game. Jeremiah Robinson Earl continues to dominate for this Villanova team. Uh, he's just a really special player to watch so far in college basketball. Number six, Houston. They beat SMU as they move a couple more games ahead in the American. And while I don't stop Houston, the American. That's the big question right now is they seem to have a very big lead uh, heading into some more American Conference play games. And uh, next up, number 13, Ohio State. They take care of Michigan State. Man, oh, man. Uh, Michigan State, I don't know what's going on. Michigan State's March Madness chances get smaller and smaller. I believe it will be the first time since 1997 they have not made it to the March Madness tournament under Tom Izzo. So uh, I don't know what's going on with Sparty. The poster seems to be not working. I just looked down at mine on the ground. Uh, I've kept it down there for a while now. But, uh, yeah, moving forward, probably one of the better games of the weekend, number 20, Virginia Tech. They actually upset number eight, Virginia, in the in-state battle. Keith Loom, the takeover. And it's just crazy how Virginia Tech's doing so well, even without Tyrese Radford. If they had him, this team would probably be even better. But uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later. Number 17, Creighton, your team. Uh, very slow first half against DePaul, but they, they managed to squeak out a win in a very close game. Uh, I know you're sending some text messages once again saying that Creighton wasn't your national champs anymore, and they, they obviously heard you once again, and they seem to be on a good streak now. And uh, finally, number 23, UCLA. They beat Oregon State in the Pac-12 game. Surprisingly, it was a very close game. I believe UCLA only won this game by four points, but uh, regardless, UCLA is a very big Pac-12 lead ahead of USC, who's in second. Uh, any thoughts on uh, these uh, top 25 games uh, other than the weekend? Yeah, all these were – were expected for the most part. The Virginia Tech versus Virginia game was not expected. Uh, Virginia Tech, that, that was a terrific game by them. They, they played that to perfection. And you might as well give Coach Mike Young that ACC Coach of the Year award or, uh, right now because they were projected 11th in the ACC by the coaches, and they were projected second to last by us, and they proved everybody wrong. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 did, I do remember putting up pretty low, and uh... – yeah, it's pretty crazy what they're doing, especially not even having Landers Nolly. I mean, if he was there, man, I think this team would be maybe top top 10, I think, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy what they're doing so far. Uh, it's, it's Obviously, this is a team that's overachieving their expectations, and it's probably one of the better teams that is doing so right now. So uh, kudos to Virginia Tech as they continue to hopefully roll moving into this week. And uh, with these wins, obviously we have some pretty bad upsets. And uh, first and foremost, number 14, Wisconsin. I don't know what happened with this game. Uh, they lost to Penn State. Penn State, though, give them credit. They're a pretty good team. And uh, I think they've lost all their Big Ten games in a pretty close margin. And especially seeing their last game uh, besides Wisconsin against Ohio State, they kept – they were pretty close with that game. So uh, Penn State seems to be on the rise now. So kudos to them. Wisconsin, I got the jersey uh, right, right over here. Uh, I don't know what to say. Hopefully they can uh, get some revenge as uh, not to spoil anything, but these two teams do play later this week. And uh, moving forward now, number 16, Florida State. They lose a very tough game to Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech's legit this year. Uh, your ACC player of the year, Michael DeVoe, looking to be pretty good alongside Moses Wright and Jose Alvarado. That's the top three for Georgia Tech as they hopefully move into the tournament chances. And they got a pretty good shot at making the tournament thus far. And finally, number 21, Minnesota. They lose to Purdue. Purdue, are they getting red hot once again? I don't know, but they seem to be on a pretty good streak, even though they did lose their last game out. So uh, any thoughts on the, these three upsets? Yeah. Is Wisconsin still your national champions? For now, yes. Uh, if they lose to Penn State once again this week, I might have to reconsider my uh, opinions. Yeah. Um, 
Purdue is, is a terrific team. They look like a tournament lock. Minnesota, they're they're struggling in the Big Ten somewhat. I, I believe they're four and six, four and seven in the Big Ten. All their losses have come in Big Ten play, which is expected for a Big Ten team, obviously. And Georgia Tech, they're legit. ACC, yeah. Michael, ACC player of the year, Michael DeVoe. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you love you some Michael DeVoe. Uh, yeah, but they've been rolling, so uh, give them credit as well. Team of the week now, uh, obviously Oklahoma. It's probably kind of obvious, but they definitely get this one here. Uh, shorthanded win against Alabama, winning against another top 10 team. And this is a pretty interesting stat. First time since 1974, a team has beat four top 10 teams in the same month. And Oklahoma is now one of those teams as well. So uh, very impressive stuff. I don't really recall who the um, other two teams are. I know that they beat, um, obviously, Alabama and they beat Texas. I don't, I don't really know who the other two teams are off the top of my head. Maybe it's West Virginia and maybe it's Kansas maybe, but uh, I don't really know who the other two teams are. Maybe one team is, but uh, moving forward, you might know the answer later. But uh, next up, honorable mentions, St. John's. You got to put them in here, man. They're uh, pretty hot as of right now. Uh, currently on a four-game win streak to three of those wins, obviously in the Big East, beating UConn. It's pretty much start their streak when they're ranked, obviously, UConn. So uh, they continue to move up the Big East ladder, increasing their chances to make it to the tournament this year. Next up, Virginia Tech. Got to give them some credit. Obviously, continue to shine without Tyrese Radford, like we said earlier. Uh, and their last two games, uh, Notre Dame and Virginia were their last two games. They've held their opponents to 51 points a game on average. So uh, that's pretty good stuff, especially one of those teams being Virginia. And finally, Grand Canyon. Got to give them some respect, man. Uh, it seems like a new WAC conference leader is here in Grand Canyon. They beat the favorites, New Mexico State, twice this week. So they have a pretty commanding lead in the WAC conference as of now. So uh, any thoughts on the team of the week and the honorable mentions? Yeah, definitely Oklahoma is the one top top team of the week. Um, they just, they're just one of those teams where you don't think they're good or you think they're good, but you just forget about them. And they're quietly making their way up the, the AP top 25. You definitely see them where they uh, rank this week. Honorable mention St. John's, obviously. You know I love my coach, Mike Anderson, and, and what he does for that program. That press is just so fun to watch. Virginia Tech as well. And Grand Canyon, like you said, the new WAC conference leader and New Mexico State, they got to get back to the drawing board after losing their first two conference games in history, I mean, program history. Yeah, I mean, New Mexico State's never been in this position before. I mean... You see, you see it every year. This team's always in the tournament as the 13 seed, most likely, and uh, they always make it there. So uh, I, I like to see Grand Canyon in there, honestly. Uh, just get a new team in there besides New Mexico State uh, for once, at least once. And uh, that would be pretty cool, especially with New Mexico State getting some better competition coming uh, for the years to come with the conference realignment. So uh, now we'll move to the Stars of the Week. We got two tree, uh, sorry, two pairs of duos uh, here for the Stars, and then we got some honorable mentions as well. First duo we got. Stanley Umde and A.J. Piluzu, uh, how do you say this name? Pizuwit. What? What is it? Pizuwit. Pizuwit. I think that's how you say it. I apologize, A.J., if you're watching this. Uh, yeah, these two, these two tandem from South Dakota. Uh, Umde dropped 32 points, five rebounds on Friday's game against Omaha. And then Pilutuzi, uh, I think that's how you say it, drops 37 points and eight rebounds. Uh, sorry, eight assists in the win against Omaha on Saturday. Two wins this weekend for South Dakota as they continue to win, and they're currently leading the Summit League still. So pretty good stuff for both these guys from South Dakota. And the next two tandem, Jeremiah Tillman, Xavier Pinson from Missouri. You know we had to put both these guys in here. 
Tillman drops 33 points and 11 rebounds, and Pinson 36 points, four assists as Missouri beats TCU in overtime. Yes, both these guys had the same stat line in the same game. Very impressive stuff. I think there's a stat on, like, the fourth uh, duo in SEC history, I think, to drop uh, 30 points in the same game. I think it's something crazy like that. But uh, honorable mentions now, Isaiah Miller from UNC Greensboro, 25 points, seven rebounds, seven steals. Yes, you heard that right, seven steals, and then went over Mercer. Uh, he's a defensive player of the year candidate, I think. He should be, but he's not in there right now. And next up, Connor Cochera, William & Mary. Freshman drops 30 points, 12 rebounds, and the win over Townsend. Key Volumna, obviously we talked about him. Virginia Tech, 29 points, 10 rebounds, and a huge win of Virginia. And finally, Javion Hamlet, North Texas. Can't sleep on North Texas this year. They're creeping their way up in the Conference USA. 30 points, four rebounds, four assists, and the win over Rice. Any thoughts on the stars of the week? Yeah, uh, Umidi and Plazui, obviously the South Dakota. They're a front runner for the summit right now. It should. It's looking like a South Dakota versus South Dakota State up top at the summit league. And for AJ, he's actually a D two transfer. So interesting stuff there. And Tillman and Pinson, that, that's just unbelievable. They dropped thirty three and thirty six in the same game, and they're both top five in, in scoring in the SEC right now. Yeah, that's ridiculous stuff for all four of those guys, honestly. So uh, now we get to the best game. And before we get to your main topic, the AP poll, uh, a lot of very good games, like you said. We got a couple in mind, though. Uh, would you like to kick things off with uh, your best game? Yeah, I got St. John's versus Marquette here. Um, very good game. St. John's was up by 15 at half. And then Marquette went on a run, and it was close ever since. But St. John's pulled it out. Um they're, they're in the conversation for the tournament now. They might be that sixth team in the Big East, and they can make things very interesting with a win over Villanova on Wednesday. I hope that happens. Probably unlikely, but with college basketball, you never know. And for Marquette, they're 8-9 and nine now. And, yeah, I don't think they're going to make it to the tournament unless they win, they win the conference tournament. Who do you think that fifth team is off, off the top of your head? So I got Seton Hall, UConn. Creighton, uh, Villanova, and Xavier. Xavier. Hmm. Very interesting. I mean, Xavier's definitely been on a skid as of late. Sure, they did beat Butler uh, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if they can make it. I thought you were going to say Providence there. I was going to kind of quote you there. But, uh, yeah, Providence lost to Georgetown this weekend, uh, for those of you that do not know. So, uh, their chances are looking pretty slim to none as well. But uh, you never know. It's the Big East. Anything is possible. Uh, my, my, my best game, obviously you talked about this earlier, Texas Tech, LSU, fantastic game. LSU was up pretty much – I thought they had the game sealed, honestly, and I think you did as well. But uh, Texas Tech pretty much stormed back. Mack McClung hit two threes in a row, and then he got a steal, and then he passes the Terrence Shannon Jr. He got a nice layup, and Texas Tech took the lead from there. And, yeah, I mean, this was a crazy game. Javante Smart, man, he had a fantastic game for LSU. I believe he had – 30 points. He had around 30 points. I don't remember what exactly he had, but it was a career high for him. He went. He was insane in this game, but uh, Texas Tech has a lot more firepower. So uh, that was a very good game. That was definitely a March Madness caliber game, uh, and considering how close and competitive it was pretty much from start to finish. So uh, that was a great game to watch. And LSU, I don't know if they'll make it to the tournament, but uh, if they do and these two teams match up somehow, it'd be a pretty good game to watch for a rematch. Mm-hmm, definitely like you said smart was playing out of his mind I just turned on the tv he hits a three and then they get a stop he gets it back and it just hits a step back from like the logo and it was just insane that was that was absolutely cold-blooded and then Texas Tech they were they were down 
seven with one minute left. And they won the game by five. So that, that's college basketball for you. I, if, if that doesn't describe college basketball, I don't know what does. Yeah, I mean, it's simply a game of runs. And that run right there pretty much sealed the win for them. And, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy how many runs – can be made in a single game, and the one singular run could definitely change the form, the the game, and even the season. If you think about it that way, if Texas Tech loses this game, they probably drop down to around the twenties in the in the AP poll, in my opinion, personally. So, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely it could change a lot if they lost that game, but obviously they got it done. So, uh, and you can even go back to the West Virginia game they played. If they won that game too, they'd still be in the top ten. I'm not going to spoil anything right now, but they're not in the top ten. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything else. So, well, you get to your spiel in the AP poll. Yeah, week 11 of the AP poll. Obviously, not not much changes in the top four. Gonzaga one, Baylor two, Villanova three, Michigan four. Uh, number five, there is a change making their, their, re, their re-entering top five is Houston, Texas, your, your program at number six. And the second-ranked Big Ten team is at number seven. That team is not Iowa. That is Ohio State at number seven. Iowa is the third-ranked Big Ten team at number eight. Oklahoma, they go up 15 spots into the top ten for the first time, and they debut at number nine. And Oklahoma, I mean Alabama, sorry, they round out the top ten. Tennessee and Illinois, 11 and 12, both jump up seven spots. Texas Tech, interesting from the voters. They drop down three spots after their, their comeback against LSU. Virginia at 14, and my team, my national champions in the top 15, Creighton, number 15, Virginia Tech, um, number 16, they go, go, they go up four spots, West Virginia, 17, Missouri, 18, Wisconsin falls down to number 19, obviously, you got to get back to the drawing board, they got to get back to the drawing board, and Florida State, that rounds out the top 20, UCLA, at number 21, and a brand new team making their debut in the top 25. At number 22, Florida, the fourth SEC team. Kansas, uh, at number 23, a brand new team. Again, a Big Ten team making their debut, debut in the top 25. Purdue, and you know the mid-major love has finally come. A brand new team, Drake, at number 25. Undefeated, 16-0 so far, and they finally – have reached the top 25, representing the Missouri Valley Conference. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, Drake, you did it. Let's go, Drake. Uh, I was waiting for this moment to come. I didn't think it'd come this week, but Drake is finally here. And, I mean, it's just an amazing sight to see. And we called it a couple weeks back. We are like, we want to see Drake in here at least once. There's their road to fame, and they're here. Hopefully they can stay in here. Uh, by no means, I don't know if they will or not, but still, it's just fantastic to see Drake in here finally, the first Missouri Valley Conference team this year to make it. So uh, congratulations to Drake. Uh, it's obviously undefeated for a reason, and they definitely get the nod for the top 25, in my opinion, as well. And, yeah, I mean, just looking at all the top 25 teams, the big thing I would say is why is Virginia ahead of Virginia Tech right now? Obviously, Virginia Tech just beat Virginia by a lot. So I think those two teams would personally switch, in my opinion. So Virginia Tech would, in sense, move up to 14 and Virginia down to 16. Uh, that would be my only consensus there. But uh, all in all, I think it's a pretty good list. Uh, Purdue definitely deserves to be in here as well. So shout out to them. And Florida as well, I could say, the three new teams. So uh, all in all, pretty good. But uh, when you look at the actual spread by conference, it's just pretty much dominated by Big 12 and Big 10 teams. Six teams from each conference are in there. 
And then the SEC right behind them with four, ACC with three, Big East with two, and then Missouri Valley Conference, American and West Coast Conference, all with one team. So uh, the layout there is not too great. It's just pretty much big, whatever conference it is, heavy. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff there. But all in all, I think it's a pretty good list, and I'm pretty happy about Week 11's poll. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, we were so hyped about Drake, I forgot to mention the drops. The drops are Minnesota, St. Louis, and Louisville. So, yeah, those are the drops. Always, my opinion, uh, you covered it. Why is Virginia Tech still ahead of, of Virginia? I mean, still below Virginia, sorry. And Oklahoma in the top 10, that's, that's pretty – I don't know. I feel like that's a stretch. Keep in mind, the reason why I said Xavier is the 15 in the Big East, this is a team that beat Oklahoma by 22. So that that weighs in a lot for, for the committee as well. And that's why I have a man. <laughs> and yeah, obviously Oklahoma in the top 10. I was like, like again, this is a team that lost to Xavier by 22. So that's that's all I got. Yeah, definitely something to keep in mind. And uh, yeah, speaking of drops, we're just looking on the outside. On the outside looking in right now, Oklahoma State at 26 right now, USC 27, Loyal Chicago, the second Missouri Valley Conference team at 28, Minnesota 29, and there's Xavier right there at number 30. A couple other teams behind them, Boise State's in there as well, uh, and St. Bonaventure's as well, two of your favorite teams for mid-major love. So, uh, yeah, a pretty loaded list uh, right outside the top 25. So uh, this week definitely has some implications on that, and we got a lot of good top 25 matchups against themselves uh, coming for this week. So definitely stay tuned and see the shakeup for next Monday. Should be a very good one. Mm-hmm, definitely. Let's just get to the slate right now. Quiet slate for the next two days. Should ramp up again on Wednesday. Uh, kick things off. A 2 o'clock game is currently 1.15 Eastern time here in Boston. Uh, Louisville versus Georgia Tech. Who do you have in this ACC matchup? Yeah, I think it should be a very good game. Uh, you know Georgia Tech, they're red hot as of right now. Louisville, you can't really say the same about them. I'm still going with Louisville winning this game, though. Uh, I think Louisville's the more talented team still, in my opinion. Sure, I think both these teams definitely have a chance to make it to March. And I know you love Georgia Tech heavy, but uh, for some reason, I think they're a little too high on their horse right now. So for that reason, I'm going with Louisville. Should be a very close game, though, to watch, and it should be a pretty fun one for ACC. Yeah, I'm going with Georgia Tech here. Uh, Louisville struggled on offense outside of Carly Jones. And, yeah, that's, that's the reason why I have Georgia Tech winning. I, I, have a, I have a feeling Michael DeVoe is going to have a good game, and whenever he does, they win. Yeah, I definitely hope so for uh, your sake and Michael DeVoe's sake. But uh, moving forward now to the SoCon, pretty good matchup here, two of the top teams as uh, East Tennessee State, still atop as of right now, takes on Wofford, who I believe is one game behind them right now. Pretty big implications here for the SoCon. Who do you got winning this game? I got Wofford winning this game, but it's pretty impressive that East Tennessee State, without most of their – their cast from last year, they're still atop the SOCON, one of the most competitive conferences. I think I got Wolf Wofford uh, taking this one. Yeah, I got Wofford taking this game as well. Should be a pretty high-scoring game, though. East Tennessee State in their last game dropped 112 points on the Citadel. Sure, the Citadel's defense not the greatest, but still dropping 112 points is dropping 112 points. And that is a D1 team versus a D1 team. Uh, so, yeah, you got to give them credit there. Still going with Wofford, though. I think this team's legit, uh, leading, led by Storm Murphy. So, uh I really like this game. Should be a pretty good SoCon game, but uh, give me well for pulling off this quote-unquote upset as well. Mm-hmm. Next, another ACC matchup. Uh, Duke coming off that huge win against Clemson, something we, we can't mention since none of those teams are ranked. And they're be facing Miami. What do you have winning this one? 
Yeah, give me Duke winning this game. Uh, Jalen Johnson's back. Uh, if you did not see, he had a mean poster on some guy on Clemson. Uh, pretty sick highlight to watch there. So uh, I'm going with Duke winning this game. Uh, Miami, you know their struggles. They got a couple guys still injured, and I don't know if they're going to be playing or not in this game. But uh, as you saw, they lost actually to Wake Forest uh, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, they're definitely on a skid, obviously, without Matt Cross as well. Give me Duke winning this game. I don't think it'll be a close one. Yes, I totally agree with you. I think Miami's just too shorthanded for me to pick them. Yeah, and next game up, Missouri Valley Conference game. Well, Chicago just on the outside of the top 25. Uh, needs to get a win here if they want to have a chance at making it there. They're taking on Missouri State, which seems to be still a top of the top uh, – sorry, sorry, still a top of the Missouri Valley Conference, but they have been on a little bit of skid as of late. What do you have winning this Missouri Valley Conference game? Yeah, I got like, oh, Chicago winning this game. They dominated Missouri State yesterday. I think they'll continue that. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Uh, I'm usually a 1-1 guy, but Loyal Chicago is a little bit too overpowered for the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, give me Loyal Chicago with a 2-0 sweep. Yeah, next, the first top 25 matchup of the next couple of days, number nine, Oklahoma versus number 13, Texas Tech. Keep in mind, Oklahoma will not be having their star, Austin Reed, due to COVID-19 protocols. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, Austin Reeves and Adonis Williams, two stars, are both out once again. Uh, they're both out against Alabama. I think this will be a very close game still, but uh, give me Texas Tech winning this game. Uh, I think Texas Tech is the more talented team, even with Austin Reeves and Aldonis Williams, in my opinion. So uh, I think they'll just shine in this game. Should be a very fun game, though, to watch, as most Big 12 games are. But still, Texas Tech should get a win here and hopefully get back into the top 10. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I got Texas Tech here. Uh, Oklahoma, obviously, uh, without Austin Reeves. And Texas Tech, I think they just have so much momentum coming from that from that LSU game. Yeah, I mean, I think both these teams definitely have a ton of momentum. Obviously, Oklahoma just be a top-10 team, and Texas Tech with an amazing comeback. Should be a very fun game to watch as both these teams are coming on a pretty high horse, like you just said. So uh, moving forward to the next game, another SoCon game, the Citadel. Uh, they're looking to bounce back against Western Carolina. It's a little bit of a mid-tier SoCon game, but I've uh, got to cover the SoCon because who doesn't love the SoCon? What do you got winning this game here? Yeah, give me the Citadel here. Western Carolina, they haven't really panned out the way we thought they were. They're at the bottom. They're, they're winless in the in the conference play so far. So, yeah, give me the Citadel. Yeah, I mean, obviously, every SoCon game is usually pretty close. This one should be pretty close as well. But uh, the Citadel, I think, is a little bit better in my opinion. Got to go with my dark horse. I learned that lesson pretty wisely. Give me the Citadel uh, winning this game here. Mm -hmm. Next, the newly top 25, Drake. They will be facing Illinois State once again. Do you have Drake going to 17-0? Yeah, I mean, obviously, who doesn't love Drake? I'm picking Drake, but uh, this game might be very close as it was yesterday. Uh, this game went to overtime, like I said earlier, and Drake did win this game, but uh, they had a very slow start to the game. So uh, I got Drake winning this game. I'm hoping that they win, and I think a lot of people will be as well. But uh, I would honestly – would not be surprised if they did lose this game or lose one game this week. But uh, knock on wood, obviously I want them to stay undefeated, but I just don't know if that would be the case. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I got Drake winning this one. I believe complete opposite. I believe they'll win comfortably. Yeah, I think I hope so as well for their sake. But uh, moving forward now to Tuesday slate, uh, a lot of much better games in my opinion personally. But uh, first one, we go to the Big East as uh, Butler takes on Marquette. Should be a very good game. Obviously, Bo Hodges now with his waiver for Butler. Will that change an impact in your game? No, I believe Marquette will win this game. Should be a bounce back game for them. But like I said, too little, too late for them. 
Yeah, I think it's too little too late for both these teams. I'm going with Marquette still winning this game. DJ Carton, uh, I've been riding on the bandwagon for him as of late. But uh, very close game against St. John's. They only lost the game by two. But still, I think they should bounce back against Butler, who's still dealing with a ton of injuries, uh, uh, from what I know, at least. Mm -hmm. Next, bottom tier ACC matchup, Wake Forest versus Notre Dame. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I got Notre Dame winning this game. Uh, they've been they've been on a good streak, and they actually destroyed Pitt uh, this weekend. So I was very surprised about that. Uh, we both picked Pitt to win that game. But Notre Dame, they're coming on a little bit of a streak as of late. I got them winning this game, man. Uh, I'm very surprised how they handled Justin Champagny. I mean, I know he still had a very good game, but, I mean, they did something right to win that game by a lot. So uh, I got Notre Dame winning this game. I'm not be surprised if Wake did steal a game here, but I think it should be a pretty good game uh, consideration that is an ACC game. Mm -hmm. Definitely agree with you. I got Wake here, actually. Um, they're coming off another ACC win over Miami by 12. And, yeah, like you said, both teams riding momentum. I think it's just a toss-up game, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. And next up, probably the game of the day, if you ask me. Two top 25 teams going at it. Two top 10 teams going at it. Coming from the Big 12 once again, number two, Baylor. Number six, Texas. This was the game I was waiting for for Texas. Do you think they have enough firepower, or do you think Baylor is just too overpowered? I believe Baylor is just too overpowered right now. Texas, their last game got postponed. I don't know if this game will get postponed. I would not be surprised if this game does get postponed. But if it doesn't, uh, Baylor beating a shorthanded Texas team. Yeah, uh, I think it's a to-be-determined for me, honestly. If Texas has their guys, I think they can win this game, honestly. But uh, if they don't, I just don't think they can get it done. And uh, it showed against Oklahoma. They didn't have uh, Jericho Sims, Cunningham, or Courtney Ramey. And that's probably why they lost that game to Oklahoma. Sure, they only lost it by one, but that's probably why they lost. So uh, I think if they have their guys, I think this team's very good. And I think they could be Baylor. But without their top three – or not top three guys, but those three key pieces to their team, and even Sharka Smart as well. I don't know if he's back coaching or not yet still. But regardless, I think if Texas Tech's healthy – they can win the, – uh, sorry, not Texas Tech. Texas is healthy. They can win this game. But if not, I think Baylor should win. I'm going with Texas as my gut, obviously. But uh, I think Baylor could definitely win this game if it's, if it, if it's actually played because we don't know that as well. Okay. To be determined it is. Next game, another Big 12 matchup. This will be determined. Iowa State versus number 17, West Virginia. Very easy decision, I believe, since Iowa State is shorthanded. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, Iowa State, definitely going to pull off this upset. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, West Virginia should definitely win. If Mississippi State can win by 40, West Virginia could probably win by 50. But uh, we'll definitely see what happens. I'm not doing a point count, but West Virginia easily winning this game here. Yeah, um, West Virginia, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And next game up, the rematch of the weekend game. Penn State hopefully going 2-0 and against number 19, Wisconsin now. Wisconsin, you know they're destined for revenge in this game. Do you think they get it done in the second game? Yeah, I think they'll get it done. It's going to be a close one. Wisconsin's offense is not, it's not looking good right now. Hopefully they can get enough stops to compensate. Yeah, I would 100% agree, agree with you there. Should be a very close game, I still think, in my opinion. Last, last game was around the 60s, I think, in the game. But uh, Michael Potter has to get going if this team wants to be good. He didn't really do that much in the game against Penn State uh, this weekend. He only had four points, I believe. So uh, they got to get him going. I know Reavers did have a very good game. He led Wisconsin in scoring. And Tyler Wall, man, he had a very good first half. 
He did not. He was not pretty much not present in the second half. So they need those three guys to step up big. Obviously, Dimitri Trice had to hit some more shots as well. So I got Wisconsin bouncing back. They don't lose two in a row. Yeah, definitely. Next, number 11, Tennessee. They'll be taking on Ole Miss. Who do you have taking the SEC conference win? Yeah, I mean, two of your favorite SEC teams, obviously Tennessee, the uh, fan favorite for you, and Ole Miss, the uh, dark horse favorite, as, you, as, you, as I would call it at least. I'm going with Tennessee, though, winning this game, coming off high momentum, beating Kansas. Ole Miss should not stand a chance, but I don't know. We'll definitely see what happens. I know you love both these teams, so you're probably torn, but uh, I think I know which way you're leaning. Yeah, I'm leaning for the favorite team. I'm leaning for Tennessee. Yeah, uh, no, a man with little words for his favorite team. But we now move forward to another ACC game. UNC takes on Clemson. Both these teams have been struggling as of late. Uh, I haven't seen UNC play this weekend. I don't know if they did play this weekend or not, but Clemson obviously coming off that bad loss to Duke. Do you have Clemson bouncing back or do you have UNC uh, staying afloat? And I say afloat for the tournament, maybe. I have UNC uh, winning this game. Clemson has struggled since coming back from, from quarantine. I believe uh, you said it best. Uh, they're one and four. Their four losses have, have come by an average of, what, 27 points? No, it, total of 98 points. They've lost their four games by a total of 98 points. So, yeah, that, that's how bad they've been at, since their COVID-19 case. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. I'm going with, uh, I'm going with UNC winning this game as well. Uh, they've been very good as of late. Obviously, Deron Sharp has actually looked very good. Obviously, the big freshman coming there for UNC, and uh, the guards have definitely stepped up as well. Garrison Brooks, he had a pretty good game. Obviously, I, th I thought I had very high expectations for Garrison Brooks. Let's be honest, he hasn't really lived up to those that well as of right now, but he's got a lot of good pieces around him. So UNC, I think they still have a chance to make it to the March Madness tournament. Uh, sure, it's a very slim to none chance, uh, just winning out and getting an auto bid. They probably have to win the ACC to do that, but I don't know if they will be able to do that. But regardless, this is a step in the right direction. Give me UNC. Mm -hmm. Next, Georgia versus Auburn. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, the uh, Georgia hater. This should be an easy one for you. Georgia actually won their last game, so uh, don't don't sleep on Georgia. I'm picking Auburn to win this game. Shreve Cooper's a beast, and uh, they got all their pieces back, so I think Auburn should win this game. I, I, I wouldn't say convincingly, but uh, I think it should be a pretty well-rounded uh, game for Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Georgia hater indeed I am. I'm picking Auburn. Wow. I can't can't believe you hate Georgia so much. But uh, moving forward now to the MAC game, the only MAC game on the slate. Akron takes on Toledo, a very top-heavy game as Toledo, obviously leading the conference. Akron, a couple games behind right now. Who do you have winning this MAC game right here? Yeah, number one versus number two. I'm picking the number one team. I'm picking Toledo. Yeah, should be a very good game to watch. Give me the number two team. I'm going with Akron winning this game. Arm Christian Jackson continues to shine. Should be a very good game, though. Should be a very high-scoring game, I think, in my opinion. Give me Akron, though, pulling off for this upset. Mm -hmm. And the Battle of Kansas. Kansas State, they take on 23. Kansas, who do you have taking State of Kansas? Yeah, I mean, yeah, usually on a normal year, uh, this would not be a contest at all. But uh, this year, I think, I think Kansas State could definitely keep this game close. And believe it or not, I think that actually could be the case. But regardless, I'm going with Kansas still winning this game. But I think Kansas State has a chance to win this game, which is usually something we would not say uh, on a normal year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I got Kansas. But Kansas State, let's be honest, I think I'm kind of rooting for them to win this game. Yeah, that, that almost made me want to change my vote to Kansas State. I just can't. I'm going with Kansas here. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Next matchup up coming from the Big Ten. A pretty good game here as number 24 Purdue takes on Maryland. Obviously, Purdue just recently got ranked. Will they continue to stay red hot or a man or crush their top 25 dreams? Uh, they will continue to stay red hot. And for Maryland, this is when they need to get stay afloat in the tournament. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. I saw you did change your vote. Uh, you had Maryland win this game. You're a pretty big Maryland fan yourself. But uh, Purdue, I think they're looking very good, uh, led by Brandon Newman, it seems. But uh, they got a ton of guys that can flat out score. Give me Purdue winning this game. They've been fantastic. So I, I think they should continue to roll. Mm-hmm. Next up, Kentucky. They restart their season versus number 18, Missouri. Uh, who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, after what I saw against TCU from Missouri, I think it should be a very close game against Kentucky. I think Missouri still is very overpowered. I think they have pretty much a very nasty top two, and obviously Tillman and Pinson. So uh, I think it should be a pretty close game, but I got Missouri uh, pretty much shattering Kentucky's chances at making the tournament, at least if they don't win the SEC, which is definitely a possibility still, I think. But I got Missouri winning this game. Yes, I have Kentucky winning this game. Um, like you said, Missouri's top two is very good. Nonetheless, I believe they are still overrated. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I think they are overrated. If they lost this game to TCU this weekend, I probably, I probably, they probably would not be ranked in my opinion. But definitely see what happens uh, with this game tomorrow. Next game up, the ACC game, Florida State number sixteen takes on BC. Uh, yeah, BC, welcome back from our quarantine. Unfortunately, you only have four scholarship players available for this game, so it is not looking too good as you have some scout team guys suiting up for this game and probably playing in this game. So uh, not the best for BC going up against the number 16 team in the nation. Uh, should be an easy one. Who do you have winning this game? Yeah, first of all, why would you be playing with four scholarship players? That is absurd, I would say. that That is – who's going to play? Who's going to be the fifth starter if there's only four scholarship guys? And um, I feel like this is a game to be determined. And Coach Christian, I'm, I'm ready to suit up. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll drive over to uh, BC's court and I'll go play a game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Florida State should uh, definitely win this game here. Uh, it's just unfortunate BC has to do this. But uh, it is what it is this year, I guess. Florida State. I'm I'm gonna say maybe by sixty. That that's a very yeah. bold take. But, very uh, realistic. But yeah. BC, BC, you know we we we're always rooting for you. Yeah, I mean we're always rooting for BC. But uh, today, uh, sorry, tomorrow, I don't know if uh, it will be a very close game. Mm-hmm. Next, number nineteen, Illinois. They take on Indiana once again. The loaded Big Ten. Who takes this conference win? Should be a very good game, I think, in my opinion. Uh, Illinois is coming off a very high-momentum win against Iowa. I think they should have continued to roll, but you never know. Indiana is definitely a dark horse in consideration, as it is the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I like Illinois in this matchup. If they can find that third score like they did last game against Iowa, they're going to be a very good team in March. Yeah, definitely. And next game up, the first of the uh, Mountain West games. As, uh, well, this is the only game we have on the slate uh, for these two days, but uh, UNLV takes on Nevada. Nevada won the first game by 30 points. Well, it's 29, but rounding up to 30. So uh, will, UNLV, will UNLV bounce back, or will Nevada continue to get another win? I think UNLV will bounce back. I know that 29 win was, was dreadful. The 29-point loss was dreadful. But something tells me they're going to bounce back and win. Yeah, uh, I think it should be a, a closer game, as I hope. I'm still going Nevada, pulling off the sweep. You know, I'm a 1-1 guy, but uh, today I'm just feeling a 2-0 for both teams. So I'm going Nevada, uh, winning this game here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Hawk Dayton, one of the hottest teams in the A-10. They'll be taking on Duquesne, who's coming off a lot of good A-10 wins as well. Who do you have staying hot? Yeah, Dayton definitely staying hot for me. Uh, coming off a very good win against URI. Should continue to roll. Jalen Carter's been a beast. So uh, give me Dayton. Very surprised at doing this all without Chase Johnson. If they had him still, I don't know what this team would be looking like right now. But uh, regardless, going with Dayton still winning this game. Yeah, I got Dayton here as well. They're 6-3 and three in the 8-10, surprisingly. But, you know, that resume is not looking good with the loss to Fordham. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Next game up coming from the SEC. Mississippi State takes on Arkansas. Obviously, Mississippi State coming off a 40-point win. Arkansas coming off a very close loss to Oklahoma State. Who do you have uh, bouncing back or essentially continuing their streak? I like Arkansas on this one. Obviously, they got Justin Smith back, like I said. Last episode, if Justin Smith, Justin Smith is back, this team changes a lot in a good way. I got Arkansas here. Yeah, this team definitely changes a lot. And he was a leading scorer on the game against Oklahoma State this weekend. So uh, definitely shows how he's a big impact for this Arkansas team. Give me Arkansas winning this game. Should be a very close one, though. Mississippi State's pretty good. But uh, Arkansas, I think, is a lot better with Justin Smith now. Yeah, next to Pac-12 game, Stanford. I don't know if they're shorthanded still. They'll be taking on a full-strength USC. Who do you have taking this one? Yeah, USC currently sitting second still in the Pac-12. I think a win here is definitely needed for them if they want to have a chance to stay close with UCLA. Give me USC winning this game. Should be a very good one, though. But I, like you said, I don't know if Stanford is at full strength. Yeah, I got USC winning this one, too. Could be a lot of top 25 implications, a lot of tournament and Pac-12 seeding implications. Who knows? But I got USC winning this one nonetheless. Definitely. And final game of the slate for tomorrow. We got uh, number eight, Iowa taking on Michigan State. Michigan State, the uh, tough road lies ahead. Will they finally win a game, and will the curse be lifted? Or do you have Iowa continuing to stay uh, relatively hot, even though they did lose their last game? Yeah. Uh, sadly, I will have to go with Iowa here. Uh, Michigan State just looked awful. Uh, that's really it. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State's chances to make it to the tournament are getting slimmer and slimmer. Uh, obviously, they can still win the Big Ten, but it's very unlikely considering how loaded the Big Ten is. Fortunately, I'm going, unfortunately, I'm going with Iowa winning this game. I think – I don't know if anyone will be able to guard uh, Garzilla, obviously. But we'll definitely see what happens. I think Michigan State could maybe keep this game close, but that's, that is a big maybe if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And that concludes today's episode. Obviously, a lot of good stuff every Monday. Congrats to Oklahoma for being in the top 10, and congrats to Drake for being in the top 25. Yeah, uh, that's the biggest news, and I'm very excited for Drake. Uh, hopefully, they can get this win tonight. Uh, playing Illinois State. But regardless, a very good episode, obviously coming off a very good weekend. And uh, like I said, a ton of March Madness caliber games were happening this weekend. So it was just a great sight to see. And obviously now it is February 1st. March is right around the corner, man. 28 days until March begins and uh, obviously 45 until actually March Madness begins. Uh, I can feel the uh, madness brewing in the air. And uh, I'm just really excited to finally get to March Madness as we've been waiting essentially a year and a half now. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had March Madness. Obviously, last year got canceled. This year, that's looking pretty strong. If it somehow this year gets canceled, I don't know what I will do, but I will be very disappointed. But regardless, it's looking pretty bright towards March. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a very good episode today. You got any last words before we close it out? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get a studio episode coming soon. Obviously, we finally found a way for our schedules to to intersect, and we have free periods. and. Yeah, maybe 
we'll make another episode together and a lot more in the future when March comes around. Definitely. And uh, a couple other pieces of merch coming in as well. Uh, stay tuned for that. Got a special piece for both of us uh, coming. So we'll definitely show you that when it comes. But uh, yeah, like you said, that's pretty much all you got for today. Uh, very good episode today. And we thank you guys for tuning in as always. And it is always March. It's always March, baby. Congrats to Drake. Follow the Road to Madness podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RTM underscore podcast. Thank you for listening. And it's always March.